so much of Facebook and YouTube and some of these other platforms overlap. And what we've realized is that the strategies used for successful YouTube video ads are the same psychology, the same content that works for Facebook. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome back to episode number 26. And on today's show, uh, it's going to be three of us. I've got uh, Ralph and Tom, Mr. Tom Breeze, and myself. Uh, how are you guys doing? Very good. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you, Ralph? Real good, real good. All right, cool, cool. So basically, um, we don't have Molly with us today. We're, we're missing Molly, sad, um, but Molly's in Kentucky with family. So us three are going to troop it today, all kind of in the midst of holiday season. You guys have a good, uh, good holiday, good Christmas so far? Very nice. Nice time with the family. And then, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve party tonight. So uh, looking forward to it. Recording on New Year's Eve. How, that, how about that for dedication? <laughs> the life of an entrepreneur, yeah. Freedom, huh? never Apparently. stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, this is fun for us. I'm going to let Tom give you a little recap and really set the premise for today's show. But first, in case you haven't had a chance to listen to episodes 24 or 25, that was part one and part two, um, which really, really will give you the foundation to be able to take most advantage of today's session. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episodes 24 and 25, please go back and do that again. Tom Breeze is, is one of the world's biggest authorities on YouTube video advertising. In fact, with most of his clients, he runs a performance-based agency where his company takes all the risk and only gets paid when they generate leads or sales for their clients. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, thousands of leads uh, using these video ad strategies. And we've even got a little bonus for you at the end of this episode where we're going to give you a little resource to be able to download the scripts for both of the pre-roll video and the advertorial video, plus get access to a really cool behind-the-scenes walkthrough video. So I think you're going to love this episode. Let's get right into it. Tom, uh, like I said, one of the reasons I love talking to you is you get it. You get the psychology and, and make sure you go back to episode 24. If you haven't listened to episode 24 yet, he really talks about some of the key ingredients and um, the key factors to really having success, not only with video, but really online today. Uh, when you're talking about Facebook advertising, YouTube advertising, and really he, he understands the process that we have to take people through. And, and that's why we love talking to people like you. So Tom, thanks again for coming on. And uh, yeah, would you mind kind of recapping for us of, of what we kind of hit on? Yeah, of course. Um, I think over the last two podcasts that we've uh, we've done together, we covered like the four P's. So the four P's were platform, person, pursuit, and promotion. If we look at the platform, it's understanding two things really. One, how people are behaving or interacting with that particular platform. So say, for example, it's Facebook. People tend to go to Facebook because we are going there to look for connections with friends or contacts, build relationships and see what other people are up to, right? And we're going there typically to connect and, and have that kind of social party. Whereas when you look at YouTube, people go to YouTube with a, like that intent to find that information. Um, of course, you've got those people that do go to um, YouTube for a number of different reasons, like watching cat videos and baby videos and all that sort of good stuff as well. But you tend to find there's a, a big portion of people, which really as business owners, we should be interested in. Those people are going to YouTube because they're searching for information. They want to know something. They want to learn something. They want to buy something potentially and looking for reviews, et cetera. And that's like the perfect time for us to go and advertise. So it's like this paid search when we're advertising on YouTube is getting in front of people that are actually 
have got that intent and want to find out more information. So it's that perfect time. Uh, they're hot, they're motivated, they're ready to take the next action. When we look at the next P, which is person, this is kind of identifying with the type of people you're wanting to get in front of. So when advertising on YouTube, you're actually using the AdWords platform. And AdWords is incredibly advanced, very, very powerful. And it means you can, can target people based on all the things you're probably used to, like um, age and obviously demographics like gender and location and all that sort of good stuff. But you can get in front of people based on the videos they're watching or keywords they might be typing in. So you can really zero in on your audience and, and really kind of target those people in, um, in particular. The third P is the pursuit. And this is something I like to talk about in quite some detail because this really gets into the psychology of how people behave and how you should interact with people. Because I think the kind of like uh, the traditional advertising method of kind of constantly bombarding people with the same advert time and again, like you might see on TV, for example, we keep on seeing those same adverts. And of course, repetition can play a role in actually getting the conversions. But it tends to be when advertising on places like YouTube, we can have a really good user experience before any opt-in potentially or any purchase. And as a result, we can really kind of connect with people and through remarketing and retargeting, we can have a real profound impact on the way that we connect with people, provide them value, and then do business with those people. So the pursuit doesn't need to be this constant bombardment of the same video ad or any ad really. You can keep on changing the message and that's what keeps things fresh. And then the final P is the promotion. And the promotion really is the advert that we'd choose to run. And I'll be going through a little bit more detail about the types of ads you might want to run, how to run them in this particular um, podcast, because we're going to be going through some case studies that kind of pull on this information. And it's really a case of working out what's going to work best, what's going to connect with your viewer, both on a um, psychological level, but also making sure that they take action and they go back to your business or go back to your website and, and take the next action along the sequence. So those are the four Ps. And as I say, yeah, um, we're going to go through three particular case studies that will kind of highlight a few things that hopefully listeners will be very interested in and, and can can use in your own advertising as well. Sweet. Love it. All right. So uh, I guess let's, I don't know, let's get right into it. What, what uh, Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, let's tackle the Andy Harrington case study for now because Andy's been a client for a long, long time. And he's one of those clients that I suggest an idea to him and immediately he's like, yep, let's run it. And he's like my beta tester. So anything that I ever do that's kind of a new idea, he's the one that says, yep, let's go for it. And he's one of those guys that produces video day in, day out for us. So Andy Harrington is a guy in the UK and I suppose like 90% of his advertising right now is based inside the UK, but he's starting to spread out a little bit more internationally as well. So we can target people based on kind of their locations and things. But he trains people on public speaking. Okay, so he teaches people how to speak from stage, how to build their business through that medium. And very, very good at it. Amazing training. And uh, when someone's got a really good product and they can present well, it's kind of, it's normally a very easy sort of campaign for us to build. But I want to pull on a couple of things that we do with Andy that are probably stuff that people don't realize you can do sometimes that can really expand your reach and and get a lot more result from advertising on YouTube. Okay. Because if we look at the, like the platform and how we work with some of the campaigns with Andy, when we show the video ads of Andy on YouTube, we might start off with people that are typing in keywords like, let's say, for example, how to speak in public, public speaking skills, presentation skills, or how to communicate more effectively keywords around that, that we know that people will be potentially interested in what Andy has to offer. And we get our video ads or video ads of Andy in front of that audience. 
So anytime in the UK, when anyone types those sort of keywords in, we make sure Andy is visible. Either his in-display videos will come up, so they're like the videos that would be at the top of the search results, or it might be the pre-roll ads um, or in-stream ads that people are quite familiar with, where they'll pop up before the video you're about to watch, and you have to wait for five seconds before you can press the skip ad button. What a lot of people don't realize, though, is that when you're advertising on YouTube, you use the AdWords platform, and you can actually tell AdWords to start building lists of people that watch the video ads. So say, for example, we know we're getting in front of a really targeted type of audience, and we're getting lots and lots of views every single day from those videos. We can say to AdWords, okay, keep on collecting all those people that are watching Andy's videos. Say, for example, we're getting like 10,000 views a day um, just to one video you're going to find that you get 10,000 people added to this list every single day. And that, that audience can build very rapidly. Of course, we're not going to get 10,000 opt-ins straight away, but we are going to get a lot of views. And when you know you're targeting the right sort of people with the right sort of video ad and people who are engaging with that video in some way, they're seeing the video, they're liking that video, we're collecting all those names and building them onto a remarketing list. We can then start advertising to that remarketing list. Now, you can do it a number of different ways. You can obviously show more video ads to that list, or what we found that works particularly well sometimes is to actually change the platform. Mm -hmm. So we might engage with them in that first instance on YouTube, build that audience there. But because you're building that audience on the AdWords platform, you can use the rest of AdWords. So you can use things like the display network that I think covers like 92% of internet users and covers all the different websites out there that potentially will show Google display ads. And as a result, you can get back in front of people when they're on different websites outside of YouTube. You can show more video ads outside of YouTube, or it could be text ads, or it could be image ads like banner ads, for example. And we found that when we do that, the cost of advertising to those people, based on the opt-ins we get, it reduces the cost by 74% um, on average for Andy's campaign. I always need to follow that up with, look, it's not the same for everybody, but um, we do find we get really good results with a lot of different clients by First of all, start that engagement on YouTube where it's nice and cheap, very high quality kind of type of search, uh, good paid traffic, and then re-engaging that traffic based on the fact that they're also going to other websites around the internet. They haven't yet converted. If we target those people, the cost can significantly reduce. And we found on average for Andy, it's about 74%. It's different for different clients, but that's something that I think that everybody should potentially be looking at. Okay, okay, so let's break it down a little bit. So basically what's happening in this situation is you're using the AdWords targeting. So a lot of it might be search-based, topic-based. And tell me about the video. I wanna make sure that people aren't confused. They might think this is a pre-roll video when it's actually not. They might be wondering, is this a 22 second one? Is this the five minute advertorial video? So if you could tell us like the video you're using initially and then the type of landing page that you're sending them to, you know, where does it play? What happens when they click on it? And then how long does it take for that remarketing list to kick in? Okay, so if you could break that down a little bit, it'd be awesome. So when it comes to advertising with Andy, we run a lot of different types of tests. We've, we've had Andy for a long time as a client. So some of the lists that we built with Andy have been the in-stream ads, so like the 22-second ads, those ads that we've been running. We'll, we'll build a lot of audience off that. And those viewers that would be, can be collected uh, from those types of ads would be people that watch past 30 seconds. So those people that okay. would be collected all the time. So we're building that sort of audience. But we're also, uh, for Andy in this instance, we're also taking people that have watched Andy's longer ads, like his advertorial ads or his hybrid ads, we're taking those people that are watching those videos as well and adding that to that 
remarketing audience. They're broken down by video. Okay. So it's kind of like it means that we're collecting different types of audience. But basically what we're saying is anyone that watches Andy's videos are being collected, any type of Andy's videos. And then we're saying, right, they're all getting collected into different remarketing lists. And then we're showing text ads and image ads across the whole internet back in front of those people. Yep. And we're taking away any people that do convert. So say, for example, someone does convert, we say, right, you're taken out of that list now, or really you're excluded from that list. So you know you won't be advertised to after that. So the offer, the opt-in is basically the same across the board in this case, right? Yeah, it would be. Okay, perfect. So somebody like say, so let's say I'm on YouTube and I'm kind of searching like um, how to communicate better or how to, you know, become a public speaker. And I'm looking and I see this ad at the top of the search, or maybe it's on the right side as a suggested video on the top right. They click on that and that's, that would be in that case, that's going to be the like five to seven minute advertorial video. And then if they click the call to action in your video and they're watching the video in YouTube, it's, they stay in the YouTube platform, but then if they click on one of your calls to action, they're taken to an opt-in page, correct? Yep. Okay. So let's say if I'm a viewer and I watch like 40 seconds of that. So if I watch at least 30 seconds of that video and I don't take action, or I do take action, but I don't opt in. I click on it, but I don't opt in. So anybody that basically watches at least 30 seconds of any of those videos, they get retargeted one of your display ads, taking me to the basically the same landing page, opt-in page. Exactly, yeah. So it's people that say, right, okay, well, um, you've had that engagement with Andy on, um, on YouTube, you've connected with him there, and as you say, you might go to mashable.com, for example, and all of a sudden you see Andy's like image ad. All of a sudden you see his face again. Says like, here's how to improve your presentation skills. They might click that because they've already seen Andy's video. And so they've built that connection with him for maybe five minutes, but just didn't take action the first time around. This time because they've got that second exposure and they're feeling, hey, I've seen this guy before. They're sent back to the same opt-in page and the actual cost for advertising using that method reduces the cost by 74%. So it's a really effective method. And of course, the ads that you're running with the Google display, if you're showing an image ad, it doesn't have to go back to the same opt-in page. It could go to a different opt-in page, of course. That can sometimes improve things even more. But just to keep things simple and just as a simple strategy, it's saying connect with them on YouTube and then convert them potentially using the Google display network. So did you start just doing it directly at either in-stream ads uh, and then all of a sudden added this on and realized that you could get this much better lower cost per lead or was this how did this sort of evolve because i mean this is a really cool strategy because you're using multiple platforms to achieve the same objective even though it's basically it's all within the same company <laughs> yeah exactly do you know what me myself i'm very good at the the psychology of the video and seeing the customer journey how it works i'm not really a Google AdWords geek. I, I, I know it's because I run an agency doing it, but we have people in the agency who are much cleverer than I am when it comes to the actual setup of like the image ads and the, and the text ads, for example. But it was part of the team that came to me and said, hey, look, we're, we're building these big lists. We don't have to always stay on YouTube. We can use Google as well. And I was like, hey, go for it then. Like, let's see what you got. And uh, they said, yeah, we've reduced the costs by this much. And I was like, okay, let's roll it out. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I'd like to claim everything that all the success that I get is, I'd love to say it's all me, but it's not. (laughs) But it's just, it's just amazing that sometimes that happens. I know from speaking with you guys as well, like we've started to do a lot more advertising, which would be a case of like that traffic that we're sending to the landing page, Mm -hmm. that traffic that doesn't convert, let's re-engage that with some Facebook ads and and that can work really well as well. But just as an isolated uh, incident with that Andy and just saying, right, engage on YouTube and follow up on 
Google Display, that works really, really well. It's a super high quality lead just to begin with, even though it's not really a lead. It's on a retargeting list. You don't gather their name and email. They're just a, a number, I assume, inside the, the platform. But they've already watched 30 seconds of that initial video. So they already know who he is, which is really, really important. So those lists that are being built in the thousands are highly qualified. And all they maybe need is just a, another touch on a different platform to push them over the edge, which is just totally awesome. The great thing here is, is that if you're listening to this right now, you can take the same type of video and use for Facebook, in which we'll, we, we'll go deep into. Tom, we've actually got a great resource for you where Tom and I are, will, will take you through kind of behind the scenes of some of these videos. But basically, you know, we're doing this on Facebook similar way right now. And where you you might run that same five minute video as a Facebook video ad, but anybody that doesn't take action, um, they're going to get retargeted if they've watched that video. Now, Facebook has an issue because the video length it's it's only three seconds. Um, but a lot of times we'll we'll target the same audience. We'll target somebody, say somebody who likes Frank Kern. We'll we'll put an, a video ad five minutes in front of them, and then also you know an image link based ad, and then just as soon as they opt in, they're taken off of that targeting. They're excluded. So that's why I love this stuff because it really works very similar. The same foundational video, it's just a tiny different call to action can be used cross-platform. I think um, a key factor here is the fact that with, with what you were saying there, Ralph, as well, is like when Andy's recognized on YouTube and he's, re, he's kind of almost like re-recognized on a different platform like Mashable.com, for example, it's, it's the image of him again or the name that connects with the viewer um, or connects with that user. If you're a business and you don't necessarily have a personality behind it, if it's, if it's just like a, a more of a corporate business, for example, what we tend to do when that's the case is really try and push the branding and the, and the right colors and the actual kind of the logo and, and try and push that as much as possible. Because if you have that consistency across, across that recognition works really well and, and it just means that it doesn't look like a new ad that, that people haven't seen. It's like a continuation of the story sure. or something they watched before. Love it. I love it. And, that, and the thing about Facebook is if you do the video ad in Facebook, you can't retarget them across the internet like you can on Google. The only way you can do that is if you bring, if they land on your landing page or you're bringing them to a blog post. So that's what I love about YouTube is, is you know, you get them for 30 seconds and, and now they're, that's a high quality audience that you can now retarget across the internet, basically 90, like 97% of the available ad spaces you, you can <laughs> yeah. now reach, which is pretty cool. When you're using the strategy and you're starting to collect the YouTube viewers, you can do it in so many different ways. So that's just people, people that have seen Andy Harrington's video as an ad, if that makes sense. Yep. So we can take people that have subscribed to Andy's channel. We can take people that have liked a video, disliked a video, shared a video. It gives you all the different options based on any behavior and you can collect lists based on that. So you could say, right, I just want to get in front of people that have liked my video. Um, if that's the case, you know that's a really highly qualified viewer, for example, and you're just collecting all those people. You may never use them. You may use them, you may not, but you can collect them for sure. It's just a case of like setting it up in the first place. It's just through the AdWords platform, but it means you can really build some very high quality lists. I love it. All right, cool. Is there anything you want to hit on on this one or do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, so there's one more thing because I just wanted yep. to cover those four P's again. So like the platform, person, pursuit, and uh, promotion. The third P there, pursuit, with Andy, which is kind of like the customer journey, the user experience. We've done a similar thing, and I, it's really kind of what we've spoken about here just now. Um, in the early days, when Andy was a client, from the very early days, we used to do a lot of work for him from an SEO standpoint. So we used to do a lot of like getting his videos ranked, getting lots of exposure for him, etc. And with the videos that we've created for him a long time ago, which are like advertorial videos, uh, so like the five-minute type content pieces, 
we used those videos and, um, and we started very early on just taking the viewers from those videos and through AdWords, just taking all those organic viewers. Because uh, it doesn't have to be just an ad that you build the audience off. It can be anyone that just watches the video organically. Mm-hmm. So you can build those viewers there. And we've been doing that for a long, long time before we run any type of ads. And those lists now are very large and the similar audiences are even larger. And from that, now when we advertise to people that have watched Andy's videos from anywhere, we found that what's happened is that when we actually get in front of people who watched his videos organically in the first place and then show ads to them later, that's where we got actually a 20% reduction in cost of advertising as well. So it just proves again that the cost of advertising to people that have watched your videos in the first place and built that connection with you, it's like it's always going to reduce the costs. Love it. We see the ad sets across the board. Every time you look at the ad sets, you'll look at interest-based audiences, look-like audiences in Facebook, and then you'll see the fans and then the warm custom audience from your website. And and, and as they go, they, as they get more and more warmed up, the cost per conversion just get lower and lower. For sure, yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was kind of like the, the two P's that, that I wanted to cover from the Andy Harrington case study. The the next case study I think is, is really interesting as well is Darren Winters. Now, Darren's been a client for a long time as well, and he is a trader trainer, if that makes okay. sense. So he, he teaches people how to trade the markets, and um, he is kind of like one of those guys who really does do it very, very well indeed. He really trains people very, very effectively. And we do a lot of different types of campaigns with, with Darren, and one of the things that we found, and this is actually, we, we started off doing this with Darren in the very early days when we first started advertising with him. We started looking at something called dynamic keyword insertion. On AdWords, when you run an ad, you can kind of almost change your title of your ad based on what people are searching for. So say, for example, someone's looking for, uh, say, for example, you sell chocolate. You can potentially have your ad connect or kind of copy or mimic what someone's searching. So it might be like if they search for best dark chocolate or something like that, then your ad title would be dynamic to that and it would include best um, and the words dark and the word chocolate. So you can have like this this ad that just really corresponds with what people are searching for. And so that always improves click-through rates and gets much better response because you're basically saying that your ad is, is exactly what people are searching for. Right. So just to cover that a little bit deeper, so in case people are wondering, so you might have best dark chocolate and then you'll have another ad that is best milk chocolate for the people searching for milk chocolate and all the different types of chocolate, best natural, organic, whatever, right? So you're adjusting the front or the back of that ad copy based on the specific search criteria. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So so what people see is what they typed into the search bar, basically. Um, but you, your ad will just kind of copy what they typed in to, to a certain extent. Yep. And it just connects with them a lot better. So that's called dynamic keyword insertion. Works really well. Now, when we first started advertising with Darren, he trains people on different types of uh, strategies and, and techniques when it comes to trading the markets. And he does all the different types of markets as well. So like the Forex market, uh, stock market, um, indices, um, kind of binary fundamental analysis, all the type of stuff that gets very geeky in the, in the trading world. And to begin with, when we first started working with him, um, we just created like a general ad. We just ran one type of ad and just ran it and it was kind of like covered all the different types of markets. So it's just, just a general ad. Anyone that's interested in trading, we just advertise those people. And it works really well. And we got some really, really good results. More recently, what we've been doing is breaking it down to say, okay, well, we know that we're getting really good results from certain types of keywords and what we know people are searching for. So say, for example, we were running a generic ad to the Forex market. It was working really well. And what we've decided to do is just 
change the video ever so slightly and just have a different type of intro to the video that calls out people based on their search. So we've kind of kept with the same video ad, but what we've just done is just had a new intro to it. So at the start of the video, for a generic one, it might be saying something like, if you're looking to become a more successful trader, here's three strategies that can really help. Okay, so that might be the general one. But then we created new ones where it's like, if you're looking to become a really successful Forex trader, here's three techniques that can really help. Or if you're looking to become a really uh, successful stock market trader, here's three techniques that can really help. So you can kind of see that we're starting to niche it down and say, right, we can run specific videos now um, with calling out exactly what people are searching for so that when they search for Forex techniques or Forex strategies or anything like that, we have a video that really says, hey, look, this is all about Forex. Uh, and likewise, if, it's, if they're typing for or looking for information about stock market training, we have a video specifically for that as well. It's very similar content, but it's just got a new yep. intro to that video. So it means that we can be a bit more dynamic with how people are searching for information on YouTube. Just so you know, in case you're wondering, this is not something that's automated. There's not a software that will insert the, the keyword phrases like on Google. You're, you're doing this manually. Well, it's really all about message to market match. I mean, you're, you're matching what the market is actually typing in in this case. So, you know, any good advertiser should have that as a goal is that you should have ad copy that matches your landing page and maybe your image should match your landing page to a certain degree or it has some level of familiarity but you're doing it to even a greater degree where you're exactly mimicking the the words that they're typing in which is even more ninja how many videos do you have to do that seems like an awful lot of work that's the thing is that i think a lot of people look at this strategy and think ah that sounds a lot of work i'm just going to stick with my one video ad and just go with that mm -hmm. um, and i get that and understand it I, I wouldn't say this unless the results weren't worth it, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> right, so like, right. so in this instance, we're getting click-through rates and improvements on click-through rates from around about 50 to 80%. And that's not just for Darren, this is for like wow. lots of different clients. So you, you get a much better connection when you just say the words that people want to hear. Uh, what I'm saying here is like the three strategies or the five strategies that you might share don't have to change too much or don't have to change at all sometimes. Yep. All you're doing is just having a slightly different intro to the video. And just because you're, you're able to call people out in that first few seconds. So it's like, if you're looking to become a more uh, successful Forex trader, if that's you, you're like, yes, I am. Immediately you can say, yes, I am. Whereas if it's like, if you're looking to become more of a more successful trader, they're like, yeah, that's kind of me, but I'm, I'm specifically looking at Forex. If you can be that specific in the video, then it just makes massive improvements. But the reason I say it is because it is so easy to do. If you're in the studio or if you're creating a quick intro to your video, maybe you're kind of just speaking to your webcam even, or if you're just in the, in the home office, for example, creating a video. If you're creating a video, it's literally just a simple case of let's just record this intro four or five times. Yep, exactly. Just slightly different intro just to call out what people are looking for. Right. I, I know once we've run a few ads with a generic ad, we know what type of keywords work best for a client quite quickly. Um, and we can say, right, of these 10 different angles that we know people are interested in, or these 10 different markets, we know that these are the best ones. Let's create video ads according to that. With Andy Harrington, for example, it's like public speaking, presentation skills, communication skills. Those are three core kind of like types of keywords that kind of lend itself to speaking in public. With, um, with Darren, we know that Forex and stock are going to be big keywords for him. So it's not a huge amount of extra work. It's a tiny bit more editing, but the results really pay off when you, when you do this. 
So you run them really broad at first, like a broad match kind of ad. And then you look into your analytics and you say, okay, these five to 10 exact match keyword phrases are the ones that are really converting well for us. So you sort of do it that way, you go broad and then narrow it down, go back into the studio, or you do this sort of ahead of time because you know they're going to be specific keywords that are probably going to convert. It's, it's best to think of it, I think, as you say there, like run a generic ad, find out where you're getting the best results, and then narrow down what videos are going to work best. But we kind of take a gut call at the, when we go down the studio because it costs money to go down the studio, right? And also it's difficult sometimes to get the, the client down into the studio and get sure. them to do the videos. So we'll typically say, look, hey, look, um, we know that these are the like, five top type of keywords that people will be typing in. Let's just create five different intros and then also do a generic one. So we can create like different versions of that same video ad. And it just gives us that flexibility as we build out the client campaigns. You can find that information in, in AdWords. I mean, if you know your audience already, you know you know what their fears, frustrations, challenges are, and then you go to Google AdWords keyword tool and you start doing some research, you can you can really figure out what those are if you're going to do this strategy. And if, you, and if you have a video that you've already done that's working and you want to add to it, there's lots of different ways you can do this. I mean, you can do a quick PowerPoint you know, record it on your screen and, and do five different intros and then plug that into the front of your video. You can use V-Roll software to add these on. So you can do this stuff later if you want and you don't have to start out this way. You absolutely don't have to start out this way. The key is to getting started and getting momentum if you're not doing this. So like starting with like the Andy Harrington method that we, you know, we talked about first. And you know what? You could even do this by not even changing the actual video at all from a standpoint of actually saying anything different. You could probably just have graphics on yeah. the video, so it just says Forex. The word Forex just comes up in the video itself. Totally. So it's like, ah, oh, this looks like it's for me. So I haven't done that because normally we actually just get the presenter to say it ahead of time. And so we feel comfortable that we can actually have it really congruent with the message. But if you're looking for like shortcuts and, and hacks to get this to work really well for you, then yeah, try it out with some text like overlaid on, on the video. And that, that's probably going to do the, the job for you as well. All right, should we go into the third? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, so this is, um, well, you just mentioned him actually. Um, this is Gideon Showerwork and, and V-Roll. Ah, so, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. The perfect aligned 3K studies, huh? Uh, How I'm, awesome is that? What's up, Gideon, <laughs> if you're listening? I threw a shout out at you. I didn't even know that was going to be a uh, case study. And, and I'd also say, like, um, I'm kind of one of the biggest ambassadors for V-Roll. I love V-Roll. It works incredibly well, and we use it every single day for our clients. So if, you, if you're thinking about getting into YouTube ads and you haven't got V-Roll yet, go and get it. It's cool. Go to the show notes. We'll have a link to you for, for more information on, on V-Roll. So just make sure you go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast um, to check that out. So so yeah, so this this covers off the final P, which is like promotion. And this is the sort of thing where I know that Keith, you and I are going to be doing some stuff on this. But I mean, with, with Gideon, he came to me a, a while back and we actually did a call together quite quite some time ago. And we we're talking about like getting into video advertising, et cetera. And I had a look at some of his ads that he was running and they were good ads. They like followed the kind of attention, interest, desire, action, um, AIDA approach and good quality ads. I mean, Gideon's a video marketer at the end of the day. He knows what he's doing, right? But he said, hey, look, what can we do to increase the results we're getting from these ads? And there were a number of different things we did. But in the end, we increased the click-through rate by 446% just by doing a few changes to the video. And wow. yeah, I was surprised by it. And uh, when Gideon worked out the results and he said, yeah, hey, look, we've got 446% increase in click-through rate. I was like, sweet. Okay, cool. But I, I think there were like two big things that we've seen 
um, that I, I showed Gideon what to do and also things that I've shown other clients how to do as well that is, or, or just done them for the client that's worked really well. One of the things that I think a lot of people miss out on, um, and this comes down to the psychology of the viewer and being on YouTube, is the first thing is, is the pattern interrupt that I think is really important, right? Because if you imagine in everyday life, we're going through whatever we do, like in the morning, right? We get up in the morning and we go and like, we have our routine that we do. We have our pattern to life, how we, how we run things. And we get into those routines because it, it gives us shortcuts. Like it's so much easier to function as a human if you have these patterns that you follow in the psychological world, they're called schemas. And so we have these kind of like ways of being, like when you approach a door, you know what the handle does. You don't have to think about it. You've learned that in the past. You just have your idea of like, that's a handle. I know to twist it or push it or pull it. Like you'd have to use your mind to actually kind of go through that process each time. So we make these generalizations so we can understand how the world works. But exactly the same things happening when people watch videos and watch video ads. So if someone's decided to click your video ad, say for example, your video is coming up in the search results, that's slightly different because people have made the decision to click the video to watch it. So we know they're interested and it's kind of, we're going to have their attention. With an in-stream ad, we're just interrupting people. And that can be quite frustrating for a lot of people. But most of the time we sit there and like, oh, damn pre-roll ads. <laughs> and that's our normal kind of reaction. We don't listen to what's saying. All we do is we, we scroll to the right-hand side and just like almost like hover over the skip ad button, like pressing it whilst we're waiting for that five seconds to be up. And that's our scheme. That's our way of being. That's what we do as a pattern when we're watching YouTube videos. When we wanted to watch something else and a pre-roll ad comes up, it's going to get in the way. And, it's, and all we want to do is just get past it. That's all we're thinking about. So if you use a pattern interrupt, what you'll find is that you can break through that people's pattern and grab their attention. And so many people don't do this and just, they just their videos just get bypassed. They just, people just don't watch the videos in the first place. So we found that when we use a really effective pattern interrupt, we can increase our like, click-through rates by 133%. That's kind of like some of the best results we've got. But it means like you're doubling, if not tripling, the actual number of clicks you're, or number of views you're getting. Mm-hmm. And really like the way to do a pattern interrupt or some of the ways that we do it, is to tell the viewer to like, just stop straight away. Like <laughs> if we know they're interested in something, so like go back to what we're talking about with Darren Winters. If we know they're looking up a video about Forex trading and we're saying, look, if you want to become a really successful Forex trader, and then you just kind of like get Darren to kind of almost like shout out on the video, stop <laughs> um, with his hand out in front. Maybe the video is red and a big like word across the front says stop. The viewer was not expecting that. It might be a bit corny, that approach for some types of businesses, and that might not fit for everybody. But I just want people to get the idea of what we're doing here. What we're doing is we're just grabbing the viewer's attention, doing something different that they weren't expecting, and it grabs their attention. Now, if you run different types of businesses, that, that might not fit with your kind of like how you want to brand yourself and, that, and things. And that's cool. Like, think of another way of doing it to grab their attention and do something different. But what you really do is you, you also that you're throwing the spanner into the into the cogs and it just changes people's mindset so quickly. It's like, what? I wasn't expecting you to say that. And then immediately you follow up with something that's going to really interest them. So it might be following up with something like, hey, look, you know that YouTube's not going to give you the answers. Or, hey, look, you know that most YouTube videos are created by amateurs and not by the professionals. Or, do you know what I mean? Something on those lines. You can be a little bit controversial if you want to be. And what you're doing really is you're just grabbing their attention and telling them why it's important to listen to that ad there and then. And using pattern interrupts at the start of videos always does really well for, for people on YouTube because it, it stops them in their tracks, gets them to listen. And really, we've got an opportunity then at that point to deliver something of value or get them to kind of take that action 
And it just increases click-through rates all the time. Using a pattern interrupt, I don't think we've got a situation where a pattern interrupt hasn't worked really well, um, unless we've done something which is just kind of misaligned completely with what the viewer is expecting, and it hasn't helped the video. But when you're using pattern interrupts wow. correctly, they work really well. Every single time. I love it. Can you give us like three, maybe three examples of like what would be like a good pattern interrupt? Okay, so um, well, I've given you the one example of doing the stop. Yep. Another video where we we sometimes ask them a question at the very start. That can be a good idea. Um, so I got a video that says, "Did you know?" Dot dot dot, which kind of like asking a question of someone is like a pattern interrupt because it makes you have to think about what the next thing is going to be. The video I've got is like, "Did you know that a white background?" will increase your conversion rates by 9% compared to a black background for your video. And so that at the very start is like, um, did you know, gets them to think about it as like a question. And then you give them a stat or give them a, a, something that's kind of interesting and that would be right for your viewer. That grabs their attention and uh, they want to listen to more, so to speak. So that could be a really good idea, asking a question. Yep. And then something um, I learned from Perry Marshall, actually, um, Oh God, I've got to remember what it is now. <laughs> like the wait, wait, wait is a good one too. Or just the wait, like sometimes with your hand up, like so they see your hand, like Ryan Dice did that. Um, they ran that for, if Molly was on right now, she'd probably bring that up because it's one that was really successful where they sold like a ton of tickets for traffic and conversion with that YouTube pre-roll ad. So sometimes either like your hand or motion or a really bright color, like big text. Can, it can be a really big pattern interrupt. And the one I just said is, I think, a little bit more common. Yeah, it works in a similar way to like the stop, right? I don't have my notes in front of me, so it's difficult to tell you exactly what the Perry Marshall one is. And Perry's probably going to be listening and, and tell you what it is. But it was something on the lines of, um, is your husband cheating on you? Something on those lines. And then the follow-up statement is, is he with her right now? <laughs> <laughs> which which it just like, it just really kind of connects with where the viewer's mindset is at right there and then and just cuts through everything else. Right. Um, because if, if they were looking for like information about, is my husband cheating on me or something along those lines, by saying the words, is he with her right now, the person that's going to be reading that or, or watching it will only be looking up those sort of videos when the husband's out, right? right, right <laughs> the husband's right. out, you're going to be thinking, hey, is he with her right now? It's really connecting with their, their pain, but also it's kind of really, it's like digging the digging knife in, in a little twist, bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but that can break through the through the um, the normal patterns as well. Is if you can get them to really shock them, but but as long as it's aligned with the message of the video. So I mean, it's got to be a did you know or a stop or whatever, but it's related to the next thing that you're going to tell them. Yep, I assume. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing is that I'd always say look at your content and then work out what pattern interrupts going to fit best for that type of content and and what's really the the next step you want to do and make sure there's a there's a congruency there with the message. Yeah, that's really important. Something else we do um, in videos that we get a 20, well, we've seen up to a 76% improvement when we compare doing this versus not doing it. Anywhere between 24 and 76% improvement. So it's quite a broad improvement, but it's just because we do so many different tests because we had a lot of video ads like this and then we made lots of changes to video ads. But what we did is we, we started to include um, a future-paced call to action. And what I mean by a future-paced call to action and this comes from like an NLP technique, really, which is the idea of painting the picture for the viewer and what's going to happen next. So instead of just saying something on the lines of um, click this link and register right now, you would paint the picture a lot more clearly for people. So it would be the sort of thing where you'd say, click this link, it's going to take you back to a page that looks like this, fill in your name and email, and it will register you immediately. And then you could even say what's going to happen after they register. So you could say, we'll send you a couple of emails, and then you'll be straight away onto the webinar. 
or some, something along those lines. But what you're trying to do, instead of just having like a, um, a short, click this link and register your details, for example, we just try and paint the picture a little bit more clearly for the viewer. And that can really improve conversion rates as well. So just by adding a little bit more to the call to action, that can work really effectively. I love all the tips. Just it's great stuff. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up. We're running out of time here. So a couple things. First of all, if you're listening right now, I know that, that was a lot of ideas, a lot of things you can use. Um, if, if for the listener out there, Tom, right now, if you had to give them one or two assignments to go do right now over the next like seven days, what would you tell them to do? They've never done YouTube video ads. If you've never done a YouTube video ad before, take a video that you might have right now, even if it's like a content piece that you did a while back, just use that as your video ad, as long as it's got a call to action on it. You can use that to begin with and see how you get on. Because typically, if you give good content and you have a good call to action, that will work. So don't uh, worry too much about creating like a completely new ad starting from fresh. If you've got a good video ad from the past with a solid call to action on it, start using that as your ad and then start building a remarketing list of those viewers as well. Those two things will, will are really easy to do and will start getting you results. And it'll give you momentum. And that's the key. It's all about getting momentum. So get one up, see the momentum, see the, the clicks coming in, see the retargeting audiences building fast. And then that's just going to inspire you to to want to continue to improve it. Uh, another thing is, is Tom and I've got a little bonus for you. We've got a video that we we did together because we found that so much of Facebook and YouTube and some of these other platforms overlap. And what we've realized is that uh, the strategies used for successful YouTube video ads are the same psychology, the same content that works for Facebook. So we're going to be giving you a video walkthrough of one of Tom's video ads, which he's using the same video for Facebook as he's using for YouTube, including the word-for-word script of that video. Plus, we're also going to take you behind the scenes of how we took a Facebook video ad that Frank Kern was running, and I gave him four simple changes to make which cut his cost per lead by about 500% using the same basic video, okay? These four simple tips. Now, the, the original video ad wasn't running very long, but these are critical, critical things that you can implement so easily. And we're going to show you on this video. I'm going to tell you basically in the, in the five-minute Jing video that I sent to him what I told him and what you can do too. So we'd love for you to opt in and, and get that that script and watch the video with us. We're also going to show you some other great examples of, of, of successful video ads and how to, to, to make the perfect video ad. So if you go to thevideolab.com, you can download that and you can get access to the video for free right now. So if you go to thevideolab.com, we'll send you the scripts and then you can also watch the walkthrough of Tom and I together. So uh, just over the last couple of months, we've realized like how much the stuff overlaps and how how much you out there can really benefit by kind of killing two birds in one stone and, and really understanding both platforms. I think it's just game changing as we head into 2016. Uh, I know the big theme for traffic and conversion this year is, is really branding and direct response combined and, and this exactly how you do that all kind of it's, a, it's almost like a shortcut of this whole process of engineering these videos that, that do it all in one it's a pretty cool process and then when you tack on the retargeting and and then some of the stuff that tom just talked about it's a it's a it's a freaking machine you know so i encourage you to to do what tom just said get one video up get that retargeting code going so you're, you're tracking those visitors you're building those audiences opt in for that so, so you can get all those resources and watch us go through that video and then head to the show notes for all the other resources that we talked at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast so tom dude thanks for uh, spending so much time with us that's no, been great fun uh, it's been it. a pleasure all right so uh 
Hope you guys have a great new year and uh, here's to a freaking awesome 2016. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, guys. Let's do it, guys. All right. Talk to you all soon. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.